Welcome to Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Uh, it's a seasonal treat for fans of horror films. Uh, I'm Rob Schulte, I guess I should say, uh, with Graham Young. How's it going, y'all? And we are in our quest to figure out what Jason Voorhees is by watching every Friday the 13th, plus the ones that don't actually have that in the title. Isn't that correct, Graham? Yeah, we're trying to, to break this down. I'm just uh, sitting here with a uh, Lone Star beer and uh, talking uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, Part 3, 3D. Oh. Um, so what could be what could be better? I figure when I started watching horror films was also like the time that I realized I wanted to watch movies that my parents didn't want to watch. Did you ever have that feeling growing up? Didn't want to watch or didn't want you to watch? No, I mean, like, maybe this movie isn't that bad, but I know it's really not up my dad's alley. Sure, this is something my parents would never watch. I get that. Um, my mother sort of grew to hate uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason. She didn't want me watching the movies and was kind of disturbed uh, at the fact that I was watching so many at the time. Um, but for me, you know, as a kid sort of watching these films or experiencing these films for the first time, it was all about a group of friends sitting in a living room and um, making fun of the person who left the room because it was too intense. Or yeah. see, how, see how many you could watch in one sitting without getting freaked out or something like that. And a, a really fun aspect of watching the films when, uh, when I was younger. So we watched part three, 3D, like you were saying. Can you just give me that 30-second summary? Do you think you can do it? I can do it in probably seven seconds. Okay, clock is ready in three, two... One, go. Jason Voorhees goes to Camp Crystal Lake and kills a bunch of kids. There's a final girl and she kills him. I'll give you that, but it's not... Okay, you didn't say camp. He just goes to Crystal Lake. Um, okay, that's right. But remember, they're all like going to someone's guest home. So that's it must true. be like one of these four corners of Crystal Lake. Gotcha. And let me just say real quickly, that's a really good point, by the way, Rob. Um, that this film takes place the day after number two. So I guess that Saturday the 14th wasn't that appealing of a, of a film title. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. And you know what else I was thinking? Why do we need a million reasons to hate the dude at the beginning? Like when they're like showing off the 3D effects and the wife keeps like hollering at this guy to like finish doing his chores. Oh, but, okay. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is a very long segment. I think it was like seven minutes of like one scene of him shirking his chores at the laundry. The next scene of him like shirking his chores inside of the store and like eating food. And then another scene of him like, taking a dump <laughs> and it's just like yeah. yeah okay we get it this guy sucks he's disgusting these films certainly linger on what i think are pointless scenes but you know that's sort of that's not really a complaint because i love these films but it's sort of um a quirky aspect of the film series that i'm just i just sort of go with these aren't perfect films by any means but they are fun to watch even now watching them in my early 30s compared to when I first watched these films when I was like 12 13 14 and Rob let me point out for our listeners that don't already know this is the first time that Jason Voorhees uh, wears the infamous hockey mask 
what's the point of the mask? There can't be any sort of point except it's like now we've created a brand. Visually, I understand why they have Jason wear a mask, but it's kind of like Michael Myers from Halloween. It's like usually you wear a mask to conceal your identity. But we know yeah. it's fucking Jason and we know it's Michael Myers. So what's the point? You know, I don't know. And Are we I supposed will, to think that maybe Jason is a bit self-conscious? Maybe so. I don't know. Um, I will say that in, I believe in every single Friday the 13th movie, they do show Jason without his mask. And I love the hockey mask, but I think Jason without his mask is visually fantastic, especially in this film. Go on. Well, that would mean that we're going to talk about the third act of the film. Do we want to talk about anything before? Okay, we we're get just into yeah. Spoilers? Let's let's we'll tease this moment and we'll come back okay. to it later because gotcha. that really is a perfect payoff. The director or someone had a thing for eyeballs in this film. I did notice that, and this is a film that's shot in 3D. So if you're watching it in 2D, you may be asking yourself. Why are the actors always throwing crap in front of the camera? What but like there's a yo-yo? Is there oh, anyone out there actually apples. asking that? Is there anyone? Like Well, if you you see it's shot in 3D, but it's so distracting when you're watching it in 2D and you're like, "Okay, it's distracting when it. it's in 3D. It's terrible." Yeah, it's more distracting when it's in 3D. I personally feel that 3D is kind of uh, gimmicky. But with these types of genre films, they they work. I mean, I benefited uh, more from Friday the 13th Part 3D than I did Avatar. The only way that this movie was going to like make any money was because of 3D. Like they yeah. they obviously weren't like investing a lot of thought into it at all. So you could say that that's the whole reason for the continued success. This was the supposed to be the final episode. Um, they, the, the creator, Sean Cunningham sort of, uh, all got together and decided that this was going to be the final one and let's go out with a blaze of glory and add a 3d element to the film. Man, you would think that there would just be an extra day's worth of thought going into the script if they wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. Well, these movies, Rob, were all about money, 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 money. And sure, as yeah. soon as the second one was finished, they were already shooting the third one. Uh, yeah, you know. Dang. Speaking of money, they couldn't have spent much on the actors in this film, right? Well, I I love the actors uh, in part three. But um, I mean, they're, first, they're, they're still, I mean, I didn't recognize anyone. Not that I'm like an encyclopedic knowledge. But they fit so well in this film. Um, first of all, I love the leader of the biker gang. Oh, uh, yeah. That guy is cool. That guy is the definition. Wait, of cool. I kind of took the woman as the leader of the biker gang. You're correct. Um, I'm thinking of the, um, the the guy that sort of goes toe to toe with Jason towards the end. Oh yeah, um, Ali. The the bald guy. Yeah, exactly. That guy is cool. I really did um, enjoy that, but it was really odd to have a biker gang show up in like the second act, and yeah, there was still was, no Jason kills. Well, it reminds me of uh, Dawn of the Dead, where the biker gang shows up at the mall, really escalates from that point on. There's just so much going on that it's hard to even keep track of the people that are there. Not to mention, they're never really introduced, except for kind of the goofy, nerdy guy. 
Sure, but I do really like the character Chris, who is the quote-unquote final girl. Um, there's a scene towards the third act where these police are sort of escorting her out of a uh, out of a cabin, and she has this wild-eyed look. That comes right after your favorite th- scene that we teased. I know, earlier. and I would have preferred that it end uh, like the first movie as soon as a canoe gets tipped over. But the performance at the very end, and plus we sort of do a slow tracking shot into this barn, and Jason is uh, laying there dead with an axe in his head. It's a very sort of atmospheric and intense shot that really works for me. Well, and at this point in time, although there were like slight supernatural overtones, um a lot of the Friday the 13th movies were based in reality. I know there's many things you can bring up, but sure. when you see an axe in Jason's head, it's like, oh, how's he going to come back from that one? But as far as the best uh, continuity that exists within the film series, I believe for the rest of the films, they have that axe mark in the Jason mask. Graham, there's a lot of different characters in here that we could go over, but they're pretty blanket. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that they those two hippies had that much pot. Yeah, that's a lot of grass for a weekend, man. And also, it's like, all oh, the cops are here. Let's eat it all. I mean, not that eating weed makes you high, considering it takes combustion, but you would have gotten pretty sick, I would assume, or they'd have some leafy shits. Well, it... It does get you high eating it, and I does imagine it? yes, eating You've never- flowers. I've ate brownies, but that's different. You've extracted the THC through heat. I can attest that 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 will that will get you going. I, I'm only saying that I've read the exact opposite. I could read a lot of things on the internet. Doesn't make any of them true. Yeah, yeah, it's a di- it's a different type of high, but yeah, it's it's a body high rather than a head high. But it, it will definitely fuck you up for sure. You know, how do we how do we get on this tangent? <laughs> I don't know. What I'm saying is that there were some ridiculous characters in here and there's not a lot of depth to them. So what I want to get into is uh what Graham, what do you think the best kill in this one is? Um uh, I guess my favorite kill would be the harpoon through the eye. That's the first scene where we see Jason in the hockey, hockey mask walking along the docks, and it's such a important moment in the series, and it's a really groovy kill. He has excellent aim. The end of this movie gets pretty slapstick. I think we've talked about that before, but that's okay. Um, it keeps the film going, and really you're going to start to notice that the final, let's say, 20 minutes of these films are probably like the best moments from the film that sort of like getting back at Jason or, or killing him or, or something, you know. Sure. But like uh, the characters in all of the Friday the 13th films, especially in part three, the movie may be in 3D, but the characters are just one-dimensional as ever. There is only one movie, to the best of my knowledge, in this series where the location of Camp Crystal Lake is revealed, and it's in part three. Can you tell me what state and town Camp Crystal Lake is located? It's somewhere in New Jersey, right? That is correct. Do you know the name of the town? No, I can't remember that. 
It's going to be Green Valley. There is a really quick sequence um, of the characters going to a convenience store and like buying beer. And on a wall, it says Green Valley, New Jersey. And I believe that that is the only time in the series where we learn the exact location of Camp Crystal Lake. It says uh, Green Valley has everything, including murder. And Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley Ranch was a, yeah, sure. I don't know where I'm going with that. Hidden Valley Ranch is the (laughs) camp that's across the lake. You know, farming tools and such. Anyway, you know what time it is? It is time for the Jason Tally. Something we didn't get to do last episode because uh, it's a new thought, an experiment. Last episode we came up with the idea that the thesis of season two of Pumpkin Spice Podcast is to figure out what Jason is. Absolutely. And so this is sort of a tally of what Jason can withstand. What he can withstand, but also maybe just social nuances or little uh, things that we notice about Jason that make him different than just kill, kill, kill. And this is all on the basis that we believe that Jason never died. He just almost drowned. So he's been living alone as a feral child. He can build sophisticated structures, so like Jason's Jack Shack. He can travel some distances, because we saw him leave Crystal Lake to go kill Alice at the beginning of part two. And then come back. He's quiet, like a cat. (laughs) As we stated earlier, impeccable aim with the harpoon in the eye. And he's strong enough to survive a 15-foot hanging. And an axe to the head. Well, we don't know that when we watch this movie. Gotcha. Yes, of course. We are supposed to believe that... As a viewer. Yeah, that he he was uh, killed by the axe. I'm just going to say, okay, so we're going to move on to final thoughts. That list will grow as (laughs) each episode grows. Um, Best music so far. In any of the movies. I think the title sequence to this 3D film had, like, the correct mix of dance and horror. What do you think? I actually listened to that song before I ever saw Friday the 13th Part 3. It was... That song was, like, the first track on, like, a Halloween mix. And someone was playing it at a party. And, like, this groovy little dance number. It was a really bizarre experience. Uh, Watch through it. What what, uh, middle school Halloween party were you at? Oh, it was like one of those, you know, there are a couple of kids in the closet and let's spin the bottle and we're drinking for the first time and all that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, that that could be the first song that I made out to in a weird way. You know, I'm really discovering a lot about myself through this podcast, so um, I guess I'll thank you for that. Hey, you're welcome. Did anything dramatically jump out at you that we haven't spoken of yet? Yes, and I can't remember who did the makeup effects for Friday the 13th Part 3D, but uh, Jason without his mask, we we see him without his mask in the last few moments of the film, and that is absolutely wonderful. It's a terrifying um, look. And he sort of comes out of this cabin chasing the final girl with this crazed look in his eyes. And he, he looks like a happy but demented dog. I don't get the scariness of this. I mean, I do, like if I were in that situation. But you are right. 
He looks like a puppy. Yeah, well, half of his face is covered in blood because of the hatchet hit. But before he removes the mask, there's this scene where he's fighting the final girl and he sort of lifts up the mask as if to say like, hello, do you remember me? And she sort of recognizes him as the guy that was chasing her through the woods. And um, meet many deformed seven foot tall monsters in these woods lately. Yeah, a deformed seven foot beefcake. And the thing about it is, when I watch that scene with friends, they always kind of laugh at that scene. But when I was a kid, and even as an adult, that scene always gets to me. That is a, it's a little terrifying. And I think it's just a strong, a really strong makeup effect. Again, sort of seeing Jason for who he really is. It was a very uh, profound moment in the series for me. And I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best uh, makeup effects in the entire series. It's a face only Graham could love. (laughs) And with that... We bring you another episode of Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Make sure that you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, because it's the best way to help us out without having to spend any money. We just like to raise our visibility. Oh, and Rob, one more final thought. I would be remiss to say, sort of in our previous episode, we talked about uh, the parallels with Friday the 13th and Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock. And in this movie, we get a shower sequence that's sort of similar to the shower sequence in Psycho, sort of. I can't uh, believe I didn't bring that up either because I have a direct note to that. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting and sort of the filmmakers sort of basically saying, yeah, Psycho is awesome. What do you think is a better um, reimagining of that scene? Friday the 13th Part 3D or Gus Van Zandt's uh, remake of Psycho from 1998, I believe. Oh, where hilarious Vince Vaughn is jerking off? Yeah, um, we were actually talking about that scene at Trivia last night because uh, my friend Alyssa has never seen uh, the remake. And she was asking if they if they added anything. And I said, yes, they did. They added Vince Vaughn jerking off outside the bathroom before entering it and uh, stabbing away. So I don't think that was really necessary. I, I don't think the film is uh all that necessary but um we can get into my whole thing about gus van zandt later we but, should also direct yeah to our other vince vaughn podcast yeah exactly podding crashers yeah potting crashers with uh vince vaughn the star of hacksaw ridge you're ending up in the fucking rose garden Yes. You know, Rob, isn't that just the most diabolical thing that you could ever say to someone? And it's also like a throwback from like the 50s. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put you in the Rose Garden. Like, I'm going to kill you and bury you in the garden outside. Like, that's just. Yeah, that's just crazy. Like, um, look, I don't want to be politically divisive here. Um, but I have no Gibson is a fucking lunatic. He's a fucking idiot. And for, you know, for anybody that that's still on board the Mel Gibson train, you really need to go take a look at yourself in the mirror and, um, 
and ask yourself what the hell you're doing with your life because this guy is a total scumbag that makes trash films. And yes, my name is Graham Young. I have no problem saying that. Mel, come at me. Yeah, please do. And bring your giant spears too. There's a great interview on YouTube. Uh, Diane Sawyer is interviewing Mel Gibson and she asks him about his father and he just looks at her like a fuck, like the fucking psycho that he is. And he just goes, don't go there, Diane. Don't you go there. Because he knows what's about to happen. Well, he knows he's a piece of shit. He's just, um, you know, what's so funny is what was watching Mel Gibson at the Academy Awards and he was just trying to keep it together. We have totally gotten away from Camp Crystal Lake. So, Graham, what do we have to look forward to on our next episode, which will be about part four of Friday the 13th? The final chapter. It was supposed to be the final film in the series. Of course, that didn't happen. But Final Four is my absolute favorite film in the series. Um, so look forward to that. Um, the film stars both Corey Feldman and Crispin Glover, who I consider to be one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, so yeah, something to look forward to. For those who don't know, I, I'm Graham Young and I live in Texas. Hurricane Harvey really hit Houston pretty hard. Uh, devastating effects of that hurricane. So if you can donate anything, uh, you can check out the Red Cross or HEB does some great work uh, with hurricane relief. Um, they would really appreciate it and you'd be helping out some super terrific people. And as of the time of us recording this, it looks like something similar might be heading towards Florida. So if you can do anything preemptively, if you can help, if you can even just call a friend and give them support. That's right, Rob. We're all Americans here and Americans look out for other Americans. And that goes even further than natural disasters, so don't be a fucking asshole. Don't be a dick. Try to be nice to people. Watch some horror films. You may make some friends watching horror films. That's the best That's the best thing that can happen to you in life. Share this podcast with that friend. And then you may lose that friend after they listen to this podcast, but you know, you, you'll see whatever. Life's about chances, man. <laughs>